Blog Talk Radio. Microphone on. All right, we're ready to rock. Here we go. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. And welcome to Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, and you are listening to the first of the last two shows of Season 3. That's right, Season 3. Um, as I was joking on Facebook, as I often do whenever this occurs, um, of the ten shows that I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am here, of course, with the lovely, talented, and gifted Miss Jackie Smith. Cruise on over to our sponsor's website at www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, if it's love, career, money, spiritual matters, you're working on a heavy astrological transit, um, we definitely have a candle for that. We've got a candle for that. Um, Also, you can book a reading with Jackie over on coventrycreations.com. To schedule an appointment with me, go to stormfestivani.com. I have a few readings available still for the month of July, so depending upon when you're listening to this, I might have a spot left, so um, email me and I will definitely get you set up for a reading, but hurry and get there fast because Jackie and I book up very, very quickly, (laughs) so run now and uh, schedule that particular reading to find out what's coming up in your life. Um, Jackie. uh, Sir, can I help you? Tell me what happened. So oh, I have to tell you something first. What? I have something very exciting to tell you. <laughs> what? The downloads of our last four shows of Finding Your Inner Gold series net us uh, 76,000 listeners. Holy mackerel. Our last how many shows? Four. That's more than we've ever done before. For a series, yeah. That's huge, Storm. That's, hey, congratulations to us. Yeah, congratulations to us. Actually, congratulations to them for making a choice to listen to it to make uh, active change in their lives. That really, yeah. <laughs> Those shows were not were not easy, simple. Um, they were very profound, and um, I took a lot from them, a lot, a lot from them. And 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 I have to say now, you know, we record, we pre-record our shows, and. Um, uh, a little bit in advance, and right after we pre-recorded our last show, my mother passed. Yeah. And and then so that was a week. Let me tell you, that was one hell of a week. And then um, Patty and I were the net, literally the next week at the International New Age Trade Show, where we were keynote speakers and we were up for some awards and stuff like that. And then literally the next week, my daughter was flying to Japan. <laughs> so I haven't had actually a breath yet. <laughs> I get to breathe while we do this show. That's pretty much it. But 
in um, retrospect, everything that we talked about during um, our shows and everything that I learned about the different aspects and what, how to use um, the energy of the planets uh, and energy of the signs in, um, in your life, I used all of it. And I, I wish I could. I was in the middle of, like, talking to family members and, and listening to them talk about things. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. You know, Patty, who I'm going to be interviewing in a few minutes, um, you know, when I sent over the, the PDFs for uh, uh, the moon and the sun, she wrote back to me and she goes, oh, my God. Right. You know, this is really, really great stuff. Oh, um, yeah. It was, uh, yes. I agree. Keep going. I'm you sorry. know, so it, uh, you know, it, and the it, the commentary that we're giving on the shows has been extremely um, well thought out, well crafted. Um, they like that we didn't take the easy way out on some of the planets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, for example, they liked the fact that we talked about the dark side of Venus. Yeah. Um, and not just, you know, the nice little light side of, you know, Aphrodite with her son Eros, you know, shooting arrows well, at other people. The Venus. Um, hit me hard um, during this whole process, and um, of of back and forth, and um, you know, just just all of the aspects of Venus and love, and and then adding in Sun and Moon with all that. Um, it's just interesting during the process. I would say, oh, this is that. This is their Sun talking. This is their this talking. Mm-hmm. This is. I wonder if their Venus is in this because this is how I see this reacting, mm-hmm. and. Um, and not that I want to live my life that way, it was just kind of a coping mechanism, to be honest with you. But one of the one of the big things was that um, when Patty and I did our um, keynote speaker uh, for the author's breakfast at the International New Age Trade Show, mm-hmm. what the sun when we talked about the sun and we started talking about that and writing that about that a couple of months ago. Um, right before that, Patty and I were starting to write our speech for our keynote. Mm-hmm. Author's Breakfast. And what was really interesting is we wanted to talk about how, because we're with a bunch of store owners, new, spiritual stores, New Age stores, holistic stores, all this stuff. These are all people who are becoming legends yeah. in their community. And so when we, after we did the show on the sun and the moon, boy, that really, that really, really spoke to um, uh, how, our what we were going to do on our. Um, in our speech, we really talked about how um, that that becoming that legend and and meeting your future self and fully actualizing yourself um, and all this stuff from the sun came in to that um, with our own ideas, of course, working in the and yeah. how to work with that in the akashic records. So I was actually thinking about how in the future I would like to when we work on more and more planets, I would like to also go into the Akashic Records with that because we did. Mm-hmm. Patty and I went into the Akashic Records with a lot of this stuff um, in our speech, but, boy, wouldn't that be fascinating how to work with that and how to heal that. Um, it, it, it is because I think that you, you know, one of the things... Oh, by, I, the, by the way, sure. DIY Akashic Wisdom 1. What, what? Let me get to my point. Okay. Um, <laughs> Okay. You're the pretty one. I'm the smart one. (laughs) You got to be really smart. (laughs) 
you only tell me every week. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, uh, it, it is it is interesting because one of the things that I think as an astrologer that it's very very difficult for me to do, and it's why I you know if I do a really heavy um, astrological consultation, I will then either refer them to either Patty or you, mm-hmm. um, because it's very difficult for me to move from oracle to healer. Mm. Um, and it's and the reason being is that um, you know basically what I'm doing is giving the person the issues in their lives. Um, right. I don't have the particular time necessarily during a consultation um, to start dealing with uh, you know the emotional issues that come up. So what I will do is I will tell them at the end of the reading, I know that this is some pretty rough stuff, and I know that these are some very very intense issues, especially if you know what comes up is family of origin issues or what comes up is an inoperative Venus or, uh, you know, the sun is just not working in their chart, Um, you know, and I will recommend to them, you know, look, uh, you know, you may either need to talk to Patty Shaw or you need to talk to Jackie Smith in regards to working on this from the healing and Akashic level um, uh, because I don't like to move into the different mode. Um, So I just got to say, uh-oh. This might be. This might look like collusion because I've been referring people to Storm Sestivani to say, you know, you really need to dig in and look in your chart and see um, how your chart is going and where your issues are going to come up in different points of your life, mm-hmm. and then we can. So yeah. I refer people right back to you. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it is, you know, the, the feedback that we've had on the shows has been amazing. Um, uh, and uh, I just wanted to let you know, everybody loved the stuff that you did, especially in regards to the magic. And they like how we can go from one, you know, one perspective, the astrological perspective, to the magical perspective, and it sound glued together correctly, mm-hmm. not homogenized in some form of a you know a bizarre way because they're pretty, two different subject matters. It's pretty organic the way yeah. the way we work. So yeah. okay. So yeah. now you're the moderator. Keep going. And, <laughs> and Inets, um, uh, you were at Inets and you taught some classes and you sold some candles and oh, you happened to win this award. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Patty and I, Patty and mine's book, um, DIY Akashic Wisdom: The Library of Your Soul. One for the um, self-help book of the year, and um, I am just so honored. Now, again, there's we're up against. Tell a me lot who of you books. were up against, actually. We're up against a lot of books. There's at least at least ten books per category that we're up against, and people have to submit their books to be judged. In this whole thing. Yeah. So we were literally neck and neck with. The Artist's Way. We won over The Artist's Way. Um, that's pretty commendable. I mean, because that was a pretty I know. hot book. I'm, I'm, and I guess it's a, a revised edition or an edition. I forget what the edition. I'm, I'm so sorry. I was kind of in my own world. I should have known who my competition was better after the fact and, and given them some, some more respect in that. But I was a little self-absorbed in that moment, so I have to apologize. It's one of the, the newer versions or a workbook or something of The Artist's Way, and which is I, I, it's a huge book. I mean, I, I really respect um, the author and the book and, and the work that she's done, so that's why I was just sitting there going, holy crap, mm-hmm. um, we won over that. And, and it was also pretty funny because I was on stage um, helping James Wanless hand out the awards. He was the, mm-hmm. he's the speaker and I was the, the Vanna. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and so 
uh, my life had been such a whirlwind um, for a week and a half prior to that that I forgot we were up for an award. I mean, my head was still back at home and and working with my grief and and what does this all mean to my life. And then I got, and I, I remembered in the plane that we're up for an award, but then when we got there, it's just that, you know how your mind goes, plays those tricks back and forth, because you just get absorbed in the moment. And um, I'm up there, and they started giving, talking about the book categories, and all of a sudden I went, oh, oh, no, <laughs> that's right. Um, so I stopped looking at the awards beforehand, because I was, you know, making sure that, that the award I was going to hand out matched what was up on the screen. Mm-hmm. So I stopped doing that beforehand, and I started doing that afterwards. But you know, I got up on stage, and you know what I did. You checked to see if you won? No, no, I acted up the entire time. Oh, my God. <laughs> people can't take you anywhere. No wonder no. Patty had... I, I had my blue them. shoes. I had the blue shoes that you hate with me. Yeah. Um, but I forgot to put them on because everything was a little whirlwind. So so I've got my, these, these, my comfort shoes on stage with my little pin-up girlness. So... Um, so the pictures, there's a ton of pictures on my Facebook. If you want to um, laugh with me, go to um, uh, the Jackie Smith Facebook and the Coventry Creations Facebook. But anyway, it was it was so it was a ridiculous amount of fun, and um, I was so um, again when your life is going crazy, you kind of just got to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's kind of what I felt um, during that whole time. It's like I'm not in my right mind. So I'm just going to maintain my wrong mindfulness <laughs> and just kind of go with it and have a good time. Because one of my one of my favorite sayings is, "I bring my party wherever I go," and so I brought my party. Definitely, I think that I think that perhaps Jackie, one of the shows that we should do maybe at some point during season four would be um, uh, you giving advice on and maybe bring Patty on the show also on how to write your first book for a publisher. Um, it would I be cheated, but sure, I'll tell you all about it. You know, <laughs> you know it, would, it, it would be interesting. Um, uh, so, you got your award. Um, now, Which how, I got to share with my favorite person in the world, my sister. Yes. Now, who has the award, or did you get two? We get one. Right now, um, we're sharing custody, and I think it's on Patty's desk, or it's at the photographer's, one or the other. <laughs> so it, um, all of our awards go in the front front foyer, so we can never break up. Now, speaking of Patty, we'll be having her on shortly because I am interviewing Patty. So Jackie's only going to be on with us for a little bit today. I'll be interviewing uh, Patty alone. It's the month of Patty. Yeah, it's the month of Patty at Coventry Creations. So you may want to check out all of the little tidbits that are being posted everywhere all over the Internet. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, I've seen Patty's favorite spell. I've seen Patty's love life. I mean, I've seen pictures of Patty's marriage. I mean, it's been all Patty all week. Um, uh, the throwback Thursday pictures are getting a little ridiculous, though. Um, mine? It's getting thrown back too far. Throwback to last year. <laughs> um, I have decided that I am out of pictures. Okay, good. <laughs> I was the I was the cam I was the picture taker, um, in my good English. I was the girl behind the camera, so um, there's not a ton of pictures of me. I look uh, at those pictures and I say, and they even let us wear those clothes. Yeah. 
You know, so I'm just like, no. And one of yours had hair that made you look like Tiffany. Oh, my hair. I know. You look like Tiffany, and I was ready for you to burst out, and I think I'm alone now or whatever that's i got to find my Molly Ringwald picture, but... um, I, th- those prom pictures where I was look like Molly Ringwald, you mm-hmm. love them. But I decided I'm doing, I'm going to do. I like the little gay guy that was seeing the next. <laughs> <laughs> that was the homecoming pictures. I thought, Storm, I have prom pictures where, I, where I'm in a retro desk. I'm, I'm so pretty in pink. It's like it's hilarious. It's well, you'll awesome. be. I will let you put up one more for um, Jackie Month. For what? Jackie Month. Oh yeah, that's next. Month. That's next month. They'll tell us. But we gotta we gotta talk about Patty Month. We gotta talk. Well, I, yeah, we definitely we definitely have Patty here. Um, I am going to bring little Miss Patty Shaw on right now. Patty, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And Jackie, you can go do whatever it is that you do. Uh, bye bye. <laughs> I have thoughtfully. I'll talk to you in thirty five minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Take notes. I may quiz you <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> All right, I'm muting myself. Okay. Um, welcome to the show, Patty. Um, Thank you. So um, uh, here's what everybody wants to know. Why are you not in any of these pictures with Jackie at INATS? I, uh, I crashed and burned at INATS. I made it through the, uh, the uh, keynote speech, and, uh, and then I started to fall apart. I got what they call altitude sickness. Okay, what is that exactly? That? Oh, it's awful. It's uh, you're not getting enough oxygen. Your your cells kind of dry up and shrivel up and don't do their work anymore, and it gives you a, a nasty headache. You can't breathe. You end up sick to your stomach and dizzy. And you, all you want to do is crawl in bed and, and ask, pray for someone to come in and shoot you. Now, were you so, worried about having a heart attack? Yeah, I really was. <laughs> yeah, because I did I did a little bit because you know how I am. I did a little bit of research on altitude sickness, and most people, when they first get it because they don't know what's going on with them, literally think they're having a heart attack because the symptoms are similar. Yeah, you know it's true. Everything hurt. I couldn't breathe. I had a panic attack during the night. Woke me up, and I won't even tell you. What you should have called me for some clonopin. <laughs> I'm not that. What's not going to help me? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we, I did attack. get a rescue. I did get a rescue, though. Um, a nice lady uh, gave, went out to the store, got a remedy for me, gave it to Jackie. Jackie brought it, brought it back to the hotel, and um, I started taking that, and it, it was night by then. So by the morning, I was I was better. I could walk. I got dressed, and I, I dragged my sorry self <laughs> to INATS and made it through Monday. But it took me a couple of days after getting home to really feel right. So what did terrible. you do? Just stay in the hotel room and watch like Steel Magnolias? I watched um, Flip a Flop on HGTV <laughs> all day. They had a they had a, they had a marathon. They had like an eight hours. Yeah, yes, a marathon. It was ridiculous. So I know how to I know how to buy a house, flip it, and sell it now. <laughs> <laughs> so we will now all go to Pat, to Patty when we need our real estate deals. Um, That's right. <laughs> it'll be it'll be it'll be fascinating. Um, uh, Patty, I've uh, interviewed you before, of course, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and I've listened over the period of the past year, of course, uh, since um, DIY Akashic Wisdom was released. Um, you know all of the interviews um, and. All 
of your answers are always extremely profound, and I think that you're extremely insightful. And um, uh, just so that people know, I have actually had a healing consultation with Patty before, so she's definitely, you know, she has my seal of approval, whatever that means, or if it's worth anything, but um, she has my, my seal of approval if you're interested in doing um, uh, Akashic work, especially on uh, what I, with my consultation, you know, she was working with family trauma issues, and um, she did amazing um, work with helping me to relieve um, some of the um, initial um, healing anxiety that I was going through right after um, I had uh, an emotional breakdown in 2011. So um, definitely go and check Patty Shaw out. Um, your website is healing with, healing with Patty Shaw, correct? Dot com. That's right. Yeah. So make sure you go to Healing with Patty Shaw. Um, schedule up a healing um, or a consultation with her. She books up fast, so make sure that you run on over there if you want to talk to her anytime in the next. 30 years. No, I'm just joking. I mean, it keeps the next month or so. Uh, we don't pick up that fast. Yeah, we don't pick up that fast. Um, but, Patty, one of the things that I noticed um, in regards to the interviews, and it's where I wanted to spend some time um, uh, with you on today, is, number one, who is Patty Shaw? And, number two, what has really driven you to go into this particular type of work. Because I will tell you, after being in this field for 25 years, Patty, it would have been much easier for us to ch- chosen a different route. <laughs> yeah, much easier. Um, yeah. let, me start, let me start in the beginning. where <laughs> um, One of the things that I find really interesting is um, when you look at astrological charts of family members, and I have both yours and Jackie's charts, Mm-hmm. One of the things that you see, and I don't know whether it is that parents are in a different place from when they have one child to the other, or um, it really shows the different perceptions that children have of their particular parents, which is unique and individual on its own, just like anything else is. Um, but describe your childhood to me. What was it like growing in a house with 140 kids? <laughs> Oh gosh, it it was fun for me. I loved it. I my mom my mom probably didn't love it as much as I did because she did all the heavy lifting. But I mm-hmm. I loved having all the kids around, and and she relied on me. She asked me to help her, and I love babies. Always have. Um, I was extremely shy too, so I could stay home and take care of the babies, and and my mom appreciated that. So there wasn't a whole lot of expectations of me. Oh, I got to stay home and take care of you know so and so. Um, and I, I'm close to my mom, and I always liked being close to my mom physically, so it was very natural for me to want to stay with her and help her with the kids. Um, let's see. Um, I didn't get upset about the stuff that you know the kids did, um, unless it was my brother. My one brother really challenged me, but um, we finally had it out, and we ended up laughing. So. We we could just work it out and just get really super ridiculous and work it out. Mm-hmm. But um, I was a shy kid. I didn't like to read. All I liked to do was kind of be in my own little fantasy world. I did love to ride my bike, so when I did go out, I just rode my bike everywhere. Um, I wasn't especially uh, good at school. I was good enough. Um, but I think all of this withdrawnness and shyness really got in the way of a lot of things. 
And it's funny because um, as I grew up as an adult, my parents didn't really expect anything from me. <laughs> they kind of got used to me just saying, I'm just, you know, going to be here if you need something. I did rebel for a while um, against my dad, and I uh, developed this smart mouth kind of uh, sassy, sarcastic side of me, mm-hmm. which really frustrated my, my dad mostly. That really got to him. So... uh he 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 dish out the spankings. That was one way to keep my keep me from uh, mouthing off. And a funny story. Um, as I got older and taller, um, I could run faster than my dad. So mm-hmm. when he when he was you know needing to discipline me and wanted to give me a spanking, you know you can hear him get up because you hear the keys and all the change jingle in his pocket. You know, oh here I come. Yeah, here I come. I I'd start running and I realized that the the, the guy's never going to catch me. So out of mercy. And, and just say, let's just get this over with. I, I, I started running slower, let him catch me so he could give me my spanking. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I just I realized that we're both getting too old for this, so I, I chilled. I, I stopped lipping off to my dad so much. So was, do you feel sorry probably... for the kids now that don't have any advanced warning because debit cards don't jingle? Yes, I, I really do. They don't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't hear it coming anywhere. Um, <laughs> and also, beating your kids is now illegal or spanking them. You know? <laughs> I think I think uh, some rules have changed over yeah. the years. <laughs> so maybe you don't need the advanced warning uh, system. <laughs> no, you just um, kids just call their lawyer now. You know. <laughs> yeah, they can just you know that's on speed dial on their iPhone. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so you know you came from this large family. Um, uh, you were kind of like, um, in many ways, you helped take care of these children because you were the second child. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're the first daughter, correct? Yes. No, I'm the second okay. daughter. You're the second daughter? Nancy. Nancy's the firstborn. Okay. She's my older sister. So so basically you were helping take care of uh, all of these particular children. Um, <laughs> and you were an adequate student, you, uh, you know, got through, of course, high school, and you went to college, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you become interested in metaphysics? Early on, I was interested in making things better because mm-hmm. I had all these crying kids around me, and I, I wanted to make things better, and, and I didn't know how to do that, so I just rocked them and soothed them and cooed them, and and, you know, ask my mom about some things. Um, and my mom was really, really a clearinghouse of home remedies and what do we do for this and what do we do. And actually, she got pretty good at diagnosing, too. You get nine kids, you kind of get good at it. Mm-hmm. So um, that started me. That was my foundation. Those are my roots. But one day I watched this movie called Resurrection. Uh, you probably know that one with Ellen Bernstein. She was hit mm-hmm. by a car, her legs were all busted up, and she healed herself by sheer will. And I loved that idea. I didn't want to get hit by a car or anything and have to heal myself, but I loved the idea that you could, through sheer will, prayer or faith or whatever you call it, heal yourself mm-hmm. and that you didn't have to suffer. So that that was my trigger. So... I started, you know, I lost my job, so I was in between jobs, and so this is the perfect time for me to explore this. So I started looking. And when was this? This was um, after uh, after my divorce and after the kids were around, and um, 
I was between jobs, and that was in the 80s, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the late 80s. And so I had a couple kids of my own that I could practice on, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, um, you know, the Phenomenus was a local paper. We didn't, I didn't have Internet or computers yet, so uh, we, I looked up in the local New Age paper. The Phenomenus had tons of classes, tons of people who wanted to share with them what they knew. And so I took a healer development class. And it was a lot harder than I thought it was, and it involved working with people, something I hadn't considered, being Mm -hmm. shy and and introverted. It's like, oh, being a healer means you're working with people. So (laughs) I... (laughs) Not the uh, brightest light bulb in the chandelier, but it it was good because it got me um, working with people, it got me talking to people, it, it... I was able to like kind of overcome this fear of people through through this work, and then from there I took Reiki, and from there I took yoga, and um, each time I took a new training, I was involved with a whole new set of people, and um, eventually uh, I asked my um, my first teacher, who whose healer development program I, program I went through, I said, hey, can I can I teach your level one class for you? Because I, mm-hmm. I had been, I've been helping her with classes for years. And she said, sure. She felt I was ready. She felt I knew the material. And, uh, of course, she said, are you sure? Because still, you know, the shyness was very, very obvious. I said, yeah, and I think it would be good for me. And mm-hmm. uh, the first couple of years were horrible. <laughs> but I kept, I kept showing up. <laughs> And I had lots of students, and they felt sorry for me, but they kept showing up because they were, like, rooting for me. <laughs> She'll get through it. She won't have a heart attack. <laughs> and I did. So I, I taught that that class for about seven years. And um, when I was done with, with that series of uh, classes and that relationship, um, I had met some other people, and, and I got together this, with this one lady, and we wrote the um, School of Akashic Healing material and mm-hmm. we're teaching that, that program. And it, it's it's been a blast, and now I'm teaching Reiki, and I'm giving workshops, and just you know just working with Jackie for the last 20 years. Jackie has helped pull me out of my shyness. Jackie's helped pull helped pull me you know more in the limelight because I was always the in the background. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to you know be out there. I don't have anything to say. I, I don't want to be on a radio show and all that. And Jackie says, "Come on, you're doing it." <laughs> so I give Jackie a lot of credit for for who I have kind of turned into today because if if it wasn't for Jackie and us working together with, you know, Coventry and then some of the other projects we've worked on together, I'd, I'd still be that shy kid um, just in the background doing my little thing. And now, do you consider yourself a healer, Patty? Uh, yes and no. That's one of those double-edged questions that um, I don't struggle with it, but... Yeah, you have to explain it in the right way because people want to be healed. And mm-hmm. they come to you because you say you can help them, so then they call you a healer. But um, truly, I believe that we heal ourselves. And mm-hmm. when my client comes to see me, I point them in the right direction. I facilitate the um, opening of your mind and your heart to release you know, what it is that's got you all feeling in pain and upset and and uh, so my clients need me to embrace 
that I'm a healer, but I feel like uh, the only person that does the healing is my client and in, in relationship with their, their spirit self, which expend, extends way out to uh, the creator or God. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a helper. So <laughs> even in my healing practice, I'm helping. You know, even at work with Coventry, I'm helping. Even when I was with um, working with the uh, other gal in, in her healer development program, I was helping. So I embrace that I'm a helper. I don't feel that that's putting me down or, or second-placing me. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's, more clo- it's closer to the truth of what's going on, in my opinion. So you... So you, at this time, your sister was, you know, making uh, candles and tuna fish cans, um, right. <laughs> uh, you know, while you were studying the and PVC pipe, um, while you were studying um, uh, all of this Akashic Record Reiki healing stuff. Um, right. From your perspective, how did this candle business begin? Um, for Jackie, it began um, out of a need. She she needed to express herself because she desires to be a healer. She desires to be in the metaphysical community. She desires to to grow that part of herself. Mm-hmm. And then also she had the need. She needed to make a living. She needed to have a creative outlet. Um, working for someone uh, didn't quite do it for Jackie. She's a powerhouse of ideas. Yeah. She needs to express herself. And yeah, I can't. I can't see Jackie as you know the crew chief at the Wendy's. No, she would just take over Wendy. <laughs> yeah, she would. She would become Wendy. She'd have the pigtails. And <laughs> Look, and Wendy's outfit, would be much yeah. better for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But so so Coventry it, it was just as important to Jackie as as it is to the world. And and it was out of those two needs that she, you know, had to satisfy. So, um, and then there was the fact that it's 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 when you're twenty something years old, it seems like a lot of fun to be the boss and and have have this business, and you got like excellent bragging rights. And then if your husband isn't um, able to find work, he's got a built-in job right there. You know, he can always help can always help out yeah. the, the wifey with her little project. So um, it was good for the family. It was it was good for her creativity, and it was it was good for her um, her spiritual growth. And when I got the call to come and join the team, how long had it been out, going on by then? Only about eighteen months, not very okay, long. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sure I'm sure you know by the time I came on, really she'd been messing around with it for two years because there's all that development time too that yeah, she yeah. And her and I weren't really hanging out yet. Um, she would watch my kids once in a while, but I was, you know, freaking yeah. out about my own life situation. I was yeah. very, talk about self-absorbed. That was my self self-absorbed years. But anyway, um, you know, I got the call. I need your help, and um, it was a little bit of matchmaking going on between um, uh, Jackie and I with through Nancy, our other sister, because she says these two girls are struggling in their own in their own little worlds and she says i got to get these two together they could work together and help each other so it worked i went to work for jackie and um it it has been it, working with jackie and and being at coventry has been instrumental in developing my spirituality and giving me that place to experiment play with different ideas take classes 
and um, bounce ideas off of another person who is also searching and developing their yeah. own their own spirituality. And and we came from totally different, you know, branches of the tree. She she came mm-hmm. in through paganism, and I came in through the new age. Um, that was my comfort zone because the new age is kind of branches off of Christianity in, in a way. Mm-hmm. So. Um, a lot of people probably will look at you know where we're at now. Um, and I don't know if it's just natural for people to think this way. You know, we look at, um, Wendy Williams on TV and, you know, we think, you know, talk show host and, uh, you know, she probably just got lucky and she got that job somewhere, you know, and, (laughs) you know, people don't know the particular, um, sweat effort that goes into, uh, something that has been going on for 20 plus years. Explain to, explain to the the listeners, um, Patty, of what your first jobs were at Coventry. I started out in shipping and it was my job to get the orders, fill them, and, um, that was easy enough. I could handle that. But a couple of things uh, crossed my desk, you know, a couple of things I noticed, that the candles were kind of crooked and they needed some love and care before they went out the door. So I started this QC kind of, you know, trend at the company. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's only so much handmade roughness that's going to pass when you start asking for money. So I, I, I feel that that was my contribution to improving the company. Um, now, get, yes. So, so you were improving the candle lines, okay? Here's the mm-hmm. question: Do you have any of the old candles still? I don't know. Um, a few years ago, I saw some, and uh, someone someone had them in their closet, like in a paper bag, way in the back, and um, they had they looked pretty rough, and they had a ton of herbs on the bottom, which was becoming like a fire hazard, and we had to make some changes, but. Yeah, eventually they you know they fade and they get dusty and sticky looking, but yeah, yeah, they still work. You could burn them, no problem. Oh yeah, th- th- well I, th- I was just you know uh, actually what I wanted was pictures. <laughs> um, you know, to see uh, yeah, what got, they look like in the beginning compared to what yeah, they look have, like now. We do have some pictures made, you know, taken with a a camera with film. This is back in the mm-hmm. ice age. That and existed. Yes, and they <laughs> so we would have to scan them in to show those off. We'll do put those on uh, Throwback Thursday. Yeah, those I mean candles. that would that that would be a great Throwback Thursday showing yeah. um, those old candles and you know if if you have any, if any are still named the same thing now, showing what that that particular candle looked like uh, then as opposed to what it looks like now. Because you know one of the comments that I get and what I like about um, uh, the candles now is that. If anybody, first of all, hasn't bought a Coventry candle, you don't know what you're missing. Um, but when you take the, the cellophane off of the candle, they look mm-hmm. marbled. Yeah, and pretty. I think that that is the it's it's just groovy and sexy looking. And uh, uh, you know, I want to rub myself down with a candle. No, <laughs> um, but it, it depends. Sometimes I'm rubbing myself with the uncrossing candle, but that's a whole different other story. But um, uh, you know, but they're a really sexy, groovy type of candle. Um, uh, so it would be interesting to see what they look like, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, the the label has changed. Uh, so many things have changed. We didn't put the plastic on years ago. That was uh that was a, a new development halfway into it. 
So basically, so now you were working with Jackie, and you mm-hmm. ended up becoming co-owner of this business. Yeah. Um, how did that occur? Well, she got a divorce, and um, the the lawyer that was advising her uh, advised her to, um, you know, create a corporation and get a board going, and um, the board members would get stock and. So he he was advising her to diversify, and the um, the idea of that was to, so that she always had help and she always had you know backup and mm-hmm. with other people invested in the company, hopefully their integrity would be right there with her. And so her husband couldn't take part of her company. Right, because he, he's okay. out of there. Yes. Yeah. So she invited me in to that, and I I she didn't ask for any money at all, and she just just said here do this, have this, and I was shocked and, and honored and amazed, and I said yes, and um, became a part of Coventry in a, you know, in a more official capacity, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it does work. It, when, when someone gives you stock in a company and you're working there, you, you do become invested, and, you, and uh, my ideas of what my future was going to look like and what I was going to be doing um, shifted, shifted. Oh, oh, I'm doing this now because I I was a I got my degree in um, landscape design. So I'm, I can't even believe I, that. I, I was always going to go back to that, and and I didn't. I didn't. Except for now a little you, bit. Now you thought. landscape the candles. Yeah, I, I did. I started <laughs> landscaping the candles. Now you landscape the candles. <laughs> Hence why I want to see the pictures. <laughs> Improvement of design over the years, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, now, Coventry has been around for, 20, I think, we're, is this 22, 22 years? I, th- I think so, yeah. Yeah, 22 years in August. I think that we did the 20th anniversary a couple years ago on this show. Yeah. Um, uh, now, which line, has there been a line that you've designed yourself? We had a line called the Birthday Candle. And mm-hmm. um, that and that was pretty much um, something I came up with. And uh, of course, Jackie does all the graphics, so she, you know, I was in her ear saying I want it to look like this and I want this and that. And it was a fun little candle. It was um, over-engineered and hard to make, and not as yeah. popular as hoped it would be. But it was cute. And we had um, a little um, piece of jewelry on there with the uh, glass birthstone. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was my first shot at, you know, designing designing a candle line. And I, I discovered that I wasn't as good at it, as, and it wasn't as easy as it it appears. I know, but I've done was, one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the other thing that I think um, that, especially in the candle-making business and, um, you know, product business in general. Certain things may be hot for a certain period of time. And then, you know, two years later, you know, people may either be over them or that the collective has changed a little bit and we've kind of moved on beyond that. And therefore, um, you know, we're looking at new things and new developments. And, uh, you know, the cool thing that I get is I usually get to see everything before it, you know, comes out. Um, uh, Either talk about it on the show or, you know, Jackie wanting to show me something to ask me what I think. Um, there Now, there's some stuff that's coming up that you're working on, correct? Yes, we, we've we uh, taken the, the um, 
the R&D department out of punishment, and we're letting them it come out and be part of the company again. We didn't do any um, R&D for a while there. We were just uh, flat broke and just staying alive. So now we've got some money to play with. Uh, we're both, you know, itching to do some creating again. So yeah, we've got we've got some products ready to come out, and then some some more products that are come out going to come out next year. You want to know something? I had this dream this one time, and I don't know what the heck it mean, it meant, but it was a dream, and I told Jackie about it, in which there were candles made out of, like, wine glasses. <laughs> they were like wine glasses with a candle on the top. I thought it was oh, like... with the stem and everything? Yeah, I mean, it was like, oh. I was like, it, it was probably just a crazy dream about it. Um, <laughs> it probably can't <laughs> even be made, you know. <laughs> but well, it was a crazy dream. You could you could do it, but it... I, I don't but like would probably sell well on QVC if anybody actually wanted to start that up. I know. Throw <laughs> um, the candle and then drink wine out of it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll call it the communion candle. <laughs> there you go. Um, See, you're a natural. So you've done this for, for 22 years now. You've had two books. Um, mm-hmm. The first book, of course, was... Um, the Healer's Almanac. Um, what what guided you to do that book? Oh, me and my big ideas. I, I would love to chat with customers on the phone about, um, this is when I was in customer service, um, about, you know, different things. And we always end up talking about um, alternative healing modalities because our customers are in the new age industry they and they they just immerse themselves in all of it. So it's really natural to start talking about, you know, Reiki or homeopathy or or cranial sacral, whatever. Uh-huh. So this one gal said, you know so much, I think you should write a book. And it's like whenever someone says that to you, just hang up the phone and run. <laughs> uh, thank you for that advice. So, <laughs> Tell them it, now and hang know. up. <laughs> But uh, so I, I I sat there with that idea, and uh, be it inspired or be it sheer ego, I went ahead and did it. And um, it you know it I love the book. It's beautiful. Um, Jackie and uh, Nancy both helped me put it together. The, the artwork is gorgeous. Um, it mm-hmm. was inspired. I feel like all of the meditations and the messages from the goddesses were totally inspired. And um, I was helped write it. I, I was helped write to write this book the whole way through. And it, it's my. It was funny. I would look at it. And go. This is my favorite um, high school project ever. <laughs> I would come home and work on it. And um, and uh, it, it was awesome. It, it, I had more fun putting this book together than I did um, selling it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a natural salesperson. Um, the marketing is hard for me. Um, I invested all of my money in printing it with not even thinking at all about the money that needed to be spent for marketing. So I, it's like, huh. <laughs> I yeah, oh, really now I, what, what is this marketing thing, you know? <laughs> should yeah. they just sell? I mean, <laughs> should people I don't just automatically want to buy it? Feel the dreams. Kevin Costner yeah. said, if you build it, they will come. So I did. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and are you having to do healing work on Kevin Costner now? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, it, it, it is an, an interesting uh, direction. Now, of course, you did that book, which was self-published, okay? Yeah. And then, of course, mm-hmm. 
you get asked to do DIY Akashic Wisdom three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because the two of you started working on it right after Jackie uh, released Coventry Magic. And, yeah, she had, the, um, she had the writing fever, writing bugs. Yeah. Like, I don't write another book. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. Hopefully she doesn't get that idea again, even though that she tells me every other time that we're on the phone to go, you know, this would make a really good book if I hide under the desk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should, we should turn this into a, no, no. <laughs> hide under the desk. Um, uh, uh, so when you get told about this and you're working on this product, how was it different? Oh, it was completely different. We had a deadline. We had a boss. We had someone who was going to take our work and say, um, this is good, but we're going to totally turn it inside out and rearrange it. And then we had to say, oh, it's better, so we can't complain. Working with Jackie was a blast. We had so much fun. And we mm-hmm. could also um, put into practice all of the things we put in the book. So we, we got healings. We healed each other. We, we played around with the concepts. And um, and this just just got silly because I I think I think humor has a place in healing. You know you have to be careful with it because you can't decide to be funny when somebody's in their moment of pain. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, go you know writing the book lightheartedly, which is kind of our our way that we are, was perfect for us and. People come back to us and say that they love the humor. They absolutely love it. The publisher, the editor came back and said, I love the humor. We're not going to change anything. We're just going to change the order. And so we felt really okay and validated, and um, it was fun to do. I think the most stressful part was um, the deadlines. Jackie now, and I, like, lock ourselves in a room. How did the two of you write. do this? Did, you, did Jackie write a part and then you read it and then you wrote another part, or did you write a part and then Jackie read it and then she wrote another part? How did the two of you manage this out? It, it was, um, we managed to pull this off, but we wrote the whole thing together. We sat down and outlined what this book was going to be about. We wrote uh-huh. the chapters out. We brainstormed on our, our cute little sayings that we have in the chapters. And then each chapter that was written, um, she would write where she said, "I feel I feel like I can write write this section here." And I said, "Okay, I'll write this section." And then we we traded. I read her section, added to it, and then she read my section, added to it, make changes or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so we um, and I and I brought things to the book that were straight from, you know, Patty's experience, and she brought things to the book that were completely Jackie's experience. So those things we left alone. But um, it, it was a, it was a, for me, from my perspective, it was a brilliant collaboration. We, we really could finish each other's sentences very beautifully. Now, is there, because you come from a Catholic New Age background, Jackie mm-hmm. comes from a Catholic pagan background, is there a place where the two of you conflict? Um, is, there, is there anything about yeah. paganism that you don't necessarily wrap your mind around? Um, with paganism, I think it's the um, all the deities, all the gods, and mm-hmm. uh, th- that I just, I just, I don't wrap my brain around. I don't bother myself with it. it I don't fight it. I just, mm-hmm. I just flow with it and say, okay, that's cool. 
You know what? So you must love uh, how I work with them symbolically. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I completely appreciate um, the energy is there. I feel the energy that's there. Mm-hmm. I feel the power is there with the deities. Um, but I don't go all the way and and say that that that's it. I always go that next step that there there is an omnipresent you know being that's in charge mm-hmm. of everything. I still yeah, have that. I, 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 I have to say, it, it, it's it, very, very similar to the same place where that there is, Jackie and I work very, very well together, of course. Um, I come mm-hmm. from a Kabbalistic background, um, and, uh, uh, you know, she comes, of course, from the Catholic um, pagan background. Um, we usually find the intersection where we can make it work. Um, but I have the same issue in regards to the multiple deities um, mm-hmm. floating around. Um, and, you know, for me, uh, of course, I also have a psychological background that wants to view them as archetypes automatically. Um, right, right. Uh, you know, it, and, and that there is a larger cog, um, whether we want to call that the self or we want to call that the collective consciousness or the collective unconscious that has some form of guiding principle into all of these particular images. So I absolutely understand um, where, you, where you're coming from in regards to that. Um, I want to talk to you about a little bit of business stuff with a few minutes that we have left. Sure. <laughs> You've been in the metaphysical business for 22 years. Yeah. Um, I remember talking to Jackie a um, few uh, a few months ago, and one of the things that I had discovered online was a movie that somewhat uh, it, it had an impact on me. Not severely, but it had a little bit of an impact on me, which was Sherwin McLean's On a Limb. And I think, that, I think that the reason why that the movie had an impact on me at that particular point was because it was finally something that was in the mainstream that was talking about not hellfire, brimstone, and damnation, um, but actually about being connected to everything and everything having a purpose and a reason, even if we don't understand what that particularly is. Um, and, of course, coming from a background of extreme abuse, for me at that particular point, I think I saw the movie Jack or Patty when I was like 17, um, 16, 17, right around then. For there to think that there was some form of meaning behind something gave me a lot of hope. Um, yeah. uh, and, you know, it, it gave me the feeling that, you know what, Eventually, maybe someday, I may be able to break free of this if, you know, if I just meditate hard enough. Of course, that didn't work that way, but <laughs> that's what I thought that, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but um, uh, in, in the late 80s, which is when I began doing the particular work that I do now, I remember, you know, my biggest joke about it is that you would, I was living in California at the time after I escaped the House of Horrors, um, and, uh, you know, you would go to the beach, Patty, and you would have your 78 tarot cards, and, you know, the wind would be blowing, and, you know, you would stop reading when you were down to, like, six cards. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You know, you're you're the final way to keep the cards, you know. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, because cards would fly all over the place, and sand would be, you know, it was just a big mess. Um, But, you know, I remember at that particular point the way that the metaphysical industry was, and um, how do you think it has changed? It has it it has both changed and not changed. I know that's a trite answer, but um, I find that you know 
in fact, it was just at the New Age trade show. I find that in the way that it's changed, that it's it's become so mainstream that it's not special anymore, that people don't need to go to a New Age trade show or a psychic fair in order to be immersed in metaphysics or New Age. It's it's mainstream now. So it's not, like I said, it's not special anymore. It has to do something to rec- reclaim its ground, its market. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the way that and the way that it hasn't changed is that the people haven't changed generationally. Um, they're older, um, and they're still they're still in the game of um, well, let's see what spirit has to say about this. Um, let's um, here. Let me get my pendulum out and uh, find out what God wants me to do. And so. Um, it was a little disheartening to me because the new age is about um, becoming self-aware and understanding that you are co-creating with the creator, mm-hmm. that you're part of this, you know, like, like the movie, you're all part of the whole, and that you, we are creative people um, by design. And to see people completely cut themselves out of that process and go straight to spirit. See, let's see what spirit has to say about this. It, 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 it hurts my heart. It's like, no, honey, you're part of this. And it's much more fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also um, the tools, the teachings, the gazillion books and, and webinars and things that you can do the t- and, and what you can do for yourself, the crystals, the, the elixirs, all of that are there, and, and I don't see people using them as much as they could. I, I feel like too many people are still defaulting back to, you know, do it for me, fix me. Well, You're why, the why, that's my question. Why do you think that is? Um, you know, do you think that it is um, we're not presenting it correctly? Do you think that it is um, that human beings by nature don't want to make choices and decisions on their own? Because I will tell you, you know, I know um, many, you, you know, many, well, now I'm very limited in regards to who I hang out with. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, which is just part of my healing process right now. But um, do you find... Or I have found, uh, rather, that, you know, a lot of people in, you know, in the astrology fields or the tarot fields or runes, whichever, you know, that they're constantly seeking their answers through their particular tool. Um, And for me, I find it disempowering. Um, I find it, you know, if I have to constantly go to a particular tool and, uh, you know, get advice and guidance about what decision I'm going to make, um, it's very, very passive to me, and it's almost got a victimized mindset to it. It, it feels that way to me too, and and I say to, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm saying use your tools, you you know, go to the teachers, mm-hmm. but apply them so that you can let go of them. So what these tools are there is to get you reconnected with your own light. We'll call it mm-hmm. light, your spirit. And why do we want to do that? Is because we need to develop our self-confidence and faith in ourselves that we can be inspired and we can imp- apply that inspiration in our daily life through our creativity. And mm-hmm. that is what I, I think is our next phase in evolution. You know, religious got, religion got us through to being civilized and being aware that there is a God or a creator or something that drives the train. Mm-hmm. And now with the new age, I think it's in bringing us to the place where not only is there a train 
we can be the, the driver. We can be the engineer of that train if we choose. And mm-hmm. we're, we're still evolving into that place. We're still saying, oh, it's okay. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid. They don't want to take yeah. the risk. They don't want, they don't want to be responsible yeah. for anything. What if it doesn't work, you know, and they can't handle that? They don't, haven't developed their coping mechanism for disappointment. And pick yourself up, brush yourself off, and try it again. I think I think it is the uh, you, you know they go into um, you, you see it even in Christianity and Catholicism mm-hmm. um, you know when people go and they consult and, and try to have that particular relationship with God it's not the moment when things are going well it's the moment that mm-hmm. you know hell has fallen in a yeah. handbasket and it's Save just dear God please get me through my electric bill that needs to be paid or I, I don't want to be evicted God you know please God give me a miracle or please cure you know this healing problem that's going on in my particular body right now and um, I, I agree with you i think that there is still that very very passive life is happening to me um uh, rather than taking control and taking charge of that life so i commend you basically for uh for discussing that um what do you think's wrong in the new age right now i think that what's wrong in the new age is the same thing that's that's wrong with people is that it's people the new age is a thing it's a concept, it's an idea, and it just lies there until people pick it up and do something with it. And um, so really there's nothing wrong with the New Age. I think the glitch is that um, it's kind of stuck because of where people are stuck, and which is what you just discussed, you know, the, the courage and faith in yourself. The kids now... The, the kids that are getting into metaphysics, they don't even want to call it metaphysics. They don't want to associate with the New Age, but they are doing very similar things. They're getting in touch with um, the grander part of themselves. You know, there's the physical part, and then they're saying, well, there's more to me than that. There's a spirit. And they're, and, and they don't, they're, they're just there. They don't make excuses for it. They, um, mm-hmm. There was a video on uh, uh, Facebook about a kid. He, he's eight years old, and he did this extreme... Um, crystal layout that uh, pulls negative energy out of the air and then sends it up up to to god to be transmuted and he explained the whole thing and and he he just like you can't see anything happening with your naked eye but he says it's happening (laughs) yeah and that's what that's that's what what the old age new age people are faced with with the young young people and and they're it's refreshing it's fun and um, it's it's one of those generational things. When us old farts get out of the way, it's going to be a whole new world again. So I'm going to go into a little bit of a controversial area, which probably nobody is going to want to hear, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Because, you know, that's just how I roll. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, you go to INATS every single year, and you look at product after product after product, and they're all laid out there. And um, we know that in the last several years that bookstores in general, not just metaphysical, but regular bookstores are quickly and radically becoming a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think that the New Age movement or retailers and business people in this particular field should do now so that in 10 years they're still relevant, because at this rate they probably won't be in five. 
I think they should turn into wellness centers myself. Okay. I, I think the the time of the the tools and the collecting of the the trinkets and the fairies and the mm-hmm. statues of goddesses and that are is passe in the sense that um people aren't needing them in the same way as they they did. And I and I'm not saying don't make altars or altars aren't going to be relevant anymore. I'm just saying that people don't need to shop as much anymore as they need to do. Mm-hmm. You know? And they need to do something with all of this cool stuff they've collected instead of looking at it or rereading it or um just wearing the goddess outfits. I mean, it's they've got to ground it into their life and mm-hmm. and make it part of their life so that they're actually evolving from the inside out instead of the outside in. So I I think a wellness center on every corner is really a great way to get people to start living that connectedness that is in all the books. <laughs> that we yeah, read. don't tell them the product anymore, connect them to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, my final question, um, what is the product out there right now that you think everybody should go and buy besides Coventry? Uh, I just got turned on to a woman. Her name is Barbara Y. Martin, and she's written at least five books about um, – working with the light and the different color of lights. Mm-hmm. And um, I find her work to be very powerful, very clear, very authentic. Um, I've been doing her meditations for about a year now. And um, it's taught me a lot about the mechanism or the mechanics behind, sorry about the phone, mechanics behind um, bringing um, the light into your everyday life and she does an awesome job of teaching um, now that you've brought into the light and you've got it harnessed in your body and it's all in there tucked in, I want you to go out into your life and work it and work that light in your day-to-day, which means mm-hmm. she expects you to meditate and live, walk your talk. And it's a, it's a great message, not a new message, but it needs to be you know, said over and over again. I really, yeah, I really like her her books. Everybody, go out and buy one of her books now. Um, tell me, <laughs> Patty. It was great interviewing you, Patty. Of course, as always, I'm excited that this is your month at Coventry. Thank you. Um, and everybody, make sure that you go out and get a copy of both the Healer's Almanac and DIY Akashic Wisdom. And um, I'm sure we will be talking to Patty at some point in season four. So. We'll see Patty again. I'll probably talk to her in a couple of hours. <laughs> but it was Thank great you interviewing so you. It's great as always. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, Jackie. Yes, sir. It's a great interview, I think. I think Patty I think, was... Uh, I think that was really good. I, You know, I was I was over here with my mute button on laughing my butt off. Well, I wanted to do something. As you know, I wanted to do something different with Patty, and I wanted to... Um, uh, uh, you know, that I haven't seen anybody else do up to this mm-hmm. particular point. And um, uh, she was very, very insightful a lot of, about a lot of different things, and I learned more about what makes Patty tick than just being the author and the candle maker and uh, things, uh, uh, you know, that she does on a day-to-day basis that we're all aware of. Um, what, were you, what answer were you shocked by? Um, 
you know, I I was not shocked, but I felt a new insight, an absolute new insight that um, uh, about how much she takes care of people and how she did that as a kid too. Because mm-hmm. Patty's um, just a few years older than me. So, you know, when you're a kid and you come into consciousness of, like, what's really going on around you, by the time I was, like, picking my head up out of my own introspective world, um, I, uh, um, Patty was out and about with boyfriends and all that stuff. So, um, And by the time that you were, like, 10 or 11, she was already gone, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was in college and, and um, getting ready to get married and all that other jazz. So, uh, for me, um, I really didn't know her then. We we talk about all the time, we laugh about all the time how we grew up, well, the family I grew up in, the uh-huh. family I grew up in. So, um, yeah, that's just, that's always pretty funny. Well, it's, it's, it's why, you know, and I've talked to you many times about it also the air. Um, I'm convinced at this particular point that individuals will view life through the lens of their own horoscope. And depending upon where they're born and when they're born and the parental signature in the horoscope is going to be, you know, how you're going to view things for better or for worse. Um, uh, And um, people get different lessons and people get different um, uh, circumstances that they work with. Um, uh, But it's always fascinating to hear with with siblings, especially when you have them that far apart. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because in your particular family system, with it being such a huge divide, it would in essence basically be like two families, um, but your mother had two sets of kids. You know what I mean? We call it three. Three. <laughs> we call it three different um, sets of families. So um, it's, uh, you know, Patty, Nancy, David Allen, and then there's like... Um, Juliet, Cassandra, Danny, as there's the middle set, because they were born so close together, the twins and yeah. my brother, so close together, and then um, Rebecca and I. Yeah, that's it's. Uh, now you're the second to the youngest, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, 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 it's very interesting to hear the difference, and uh, you know, probably by the time that your mother and father got to you and Rebecca, they were probably exhausted about this whole baby industry. Oh, yeah, totally <laughs> they were. They were phoning. God love them. I don't blame them. I mean, my daughter's seventeen, and I feel like phoning. I can't. I can't imagine when number eight is like hitting twelve. You're like, whatever. <laughs> this is why I warn you every time you're about to go into a fertility cycle. <laughs> oh no! That, yeah, so you don't have one at 18 and you know one on the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. what a night! Could you imagine having to do it all again? <laughs> oh, hey, no. You see, I, see, I pulled back on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the funny thing here is, is that you know when I see it happen with. Um, I've had a few clients, Jackie, that have gotten their kids to adults, and then they get pregnant again. And, you know, that they will tell me, before, oh, you know, I don't want any other children, I don't want any other children. The moment that they're in, the, in that first trimester, Jackie, and pregnant, they're like, oh, this is the most wonderful thing that has happened to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they get that mother like, glow. That's why, see, that's why there's a hormone overload to convince you that you're in the middle of a great idea. <laughs> that's, the, that's the beauty of hormones. That's why they work. They're they're killers there they're just they're man they just make you think and that's why you're so full of hormones after your baby's alive because you don't get any sleep 
And they yeah. want to convince you that this is a great plan. Oh. <laughs> this has been a great show. Um, just so that people know that um, the next show that we will be doing, which will be airing in two weeks, I will be interviewing Jackie. Um, very, very different show again. Going to be a very, very different conversation that you've seen um, I've had um, with Jackie before. Um, very deep, so be prepared for it. Um, as a sneak peek, next year, because my birthday and Jackie's birthday both fall in the same month, um, uh, Jackie's going to interview me. So it's going to be, it's, you know, it's going to be cool. It's going to be the penultimate story. That's why we have to take the month of August off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after that I'll be therapy again. Well, we need all that time to just enjoy. And, well, I don't know about you, Storm, but I have a birthday month. I have a yeah. month. And pretty much I have plans every day. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. Um, <laughs> my medications work. <laughs> we'll get you some next month, Jackie. I'll, I'll help you out. Um, make, so make sure you all go over to CoventryCreations.com, um, where if you have a problem in your life, we definitely have a candle for that. Cruise on over to uh, uh, my website, StormSestabani.com. And, of course, we have a penultimate amount of Facebook pages. That's my word for the month, or, by the way, penultimate. We have in a million Facebook pages. Um, uh, we have Keep It at Magic. Um, we have Coventry Creations. We have um, uh, New Insights in Modern Astrology. Um, my astrology updates are on Keep It Magic every single day. So if you all want to know what is going to be in the next day, just cruise on over there and like it and um, uh, do all those other things that people need to do. We're even on Twitter, Keep It Magic on Twitter. So go check us out over there. Um, and otherwise, Jackie, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Do so it crazy? Amazing, we can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life. It's like I'm drowning in the deep Well, it's crazy to imagine Words from my lips as the arms of compassion Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life